How do you decide to use a one-handed or two-handed backhand if you're new to tennis? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to sign up for private tennis lessons if you live here in Miami. I'm going to include a link in the show notes where you can fill out the application and set up your first tennis lesson here in Miami. Well, today's topic, how to decide to use a one-handed or two-handed backhand if you're a new tennis player. Now, this is a pretty big decision, and I usually am very collaborative with the student because at the end of the day, it's up to the student to decide which stroke they want to use because you as a student own the shot. So I'm not an advocate of one or the other. I went through a transformation when I was a kid. I actually played for about a year or two with a two-handed backhand, and then once I got into tennis, I really just fell in love with the one-handed backhand, and I made the conversion. And it was a bit of a challenge since I was already more of an intermediate slash intermediate advanced player. So it's a totally different swing with a totally different grip. You go from continental to eastern, and then you slice with the continental, and you drive it with the eastern backhand. I'm not going to get into the grips here on a podcast. I don't think that would translate well. And it's getting ahead of things because at this point, I just want to go through a little bit of a checklist for you to help decide what you want to do. And you could do this with your coach as well uh, when you go through this. So for the first question on the checklist is, what's your physical makeup? A one-handed backhand is going to require a stronger upper body. So if you have broad shoulders, you're strong through the chest area. You've got a very strong core. Let's say you're a crossfitter. You could hit a one-handed backhand. If you're into yoga or maybe you're a jogger, you might not have the physical makeup for it. Uh, A lot of times, two-handed backhands are easier to hit, especially for females because it just naturally gives them more power because they've got two hands gripping the racket. Um, The other thing you want to think about, too, is the time devotion. This will be number two. How much time do you want to put in to learning a one-handed backhand? Because it's going to require more practice, in my opinion, in my experience, with teaching novice-level players than the two-handed backhand. They both require a lot of practice. I just find the one-hander is more practice because the grip changes are more severe from forehand to backhand. With the two-handed backhand, you can have a slight grip change, but for the most part, I could teach a two-handed backhand with the same grip they use on their forehand. We're just adding the non-dominant hand on top of the racket. So let's go through point number three, and this is some of the things you're going to have to consider along with your physical makeup and your time devotion, some of the advantages and disadvantages to hitting a one-handed or two-handed backhand. And I just mentioned the first one earlier, it's the grip change. You're going to have a more severe grip change going from your forehand to your backhand. 
Okay. Even professional players that have Western grips and they go one handed backhand, they go through the whole realm of going from one grip to the other. I've seen, it's very rare, but I've seen some players who just have such severe grips, they just flip the racket over. They don't actually change the grip. So there's many ways to, to do this, but the biggest thing you want to consider, and for a novice player, the less grip changing you have to think about in the beginning, the better for you. And again, this time devotion is going to be a big part of it. If you're just going to play tennis occasionally as a recreational player and you just want to be able to play socially with friends, the two-handed backhand might be right for you. Now, if you're a physical specimen that can handle it and you're super type A personality, you can see that physical makeup might be more suited for a one-handed backhand. Uh, another thing that's a little bit different when you hit it two-handed to one-handed, the spacing and how far away you are from the ball at your contact point is a little bit different. And just to keep it super simplified, with a one-handed backhand, you have more extension with your spacing. And with a two-hander, since you have two hands on there, the ball is a little bit closer to your body. So the spacing is a little bit different as well. I mentioned this earlier. Typically, not all the time, but typically you can get more power with two hands on the racket with a two-handed backhand than with a one-handed backhand. But I will say this, when you learn the timing with a one-handed backhand, you can really zig the ball. And the, the fourth thing here is how coordinated are you with your non-dominant hand? And just let me define what a non-dominant hand is. If you're right-handed, your non-dominant hand is your left hand. If you're left-handed, your non-dominant hand is your right hand. And I know some of you are ambidextrous, so we're just going to consider the side that you play with in tennis is your dominant hand. So you may play tennis right-handed and sign your checks on your checkbooks left-handed. We're considering your right hand not the dominant hand and your left hand the non-dominant. So one of the reasons I mention this is even with a two-handed backhand, you're going to need significant strength with your non-dominant hand. Now, are there are many ways to hit a two-handed backhand. The way I teach is that the left hand does most of the pulling motion. I know there's modifications to that. Some people teach that differently, but that's the way I teach it. So even though you have two hands on that racket, that left side's really going to need to be engaged and swinging. So you have to decide, again, how coordinated and strong are you with your left hand to your right hand. So those are the four things to think about. Physical makeup, time devotion, the advantage and disadvantage with grip changes, spacing, and power, and of course, non-dominant hand development. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so you can get notified of our daily episodes each morning. Thanks for listening. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. I'll talk to you tomorrow with another fresh episode. That's when push.